Hello and welcome to another episode of the 99P Gen Z podcast. Today it's uh, another gruesome twosome one. It's me and Sam. Hello. How are you doing, Connor? I'm all right. What are we talking about today, Sam? We are talking about icon marketing and icons in marketing. Um, so some of the benefits, some of the drawbacks, sort of overall view, I'd say, on icon marketing. A few we might, examples. Yeah, I might bring up a few examples of people we've uh sort of known of and i think a lot of people involved in this sort of sphere know of so uh take it away connor all right cool so just to sort of uh give you a bit of context we're referring to like uh personalities that stand out within sort of sphere of marketing or business and we wanted to sort of explore the idea of like how it benefits or like why why do they do it basically so We've come up with a few lists of like what what they're doing, what what the purpose of it is for. So I'd say one benefit massively, and this is probably the the core focus of it, is to benefit your business. It shouldn't be an ego thing. And ego is a massive part of this because I think because it's a personal account, people can start, you know, it's it's very egocentric, but you've got to make sure that the focus is on benefiting the benefiting the business. Yeah, I, I think it's um I think it's difficult not to get carried away with these things because if you were to start a personal account based around your business and you start to see that gain traction, it's hard to not think, what can I do with this? Not what can I do with my business and this? Like, um, you know, and I, I, th- I think like if, you know, if I was here with such a, a massive social influence, it is hard not to say, well, you get sucked into the whole hype of it. Yeah. You could be taking like, you know, stories and pictures of you, like going to like fancy dinners and awards and all this, but you've got to make sure it's always linking back to the business or else it's just literally you posting about how great time you're having at these awards that you're going to. But at the same time, is it not arguable that you could think, well, this is bigger than my business now. Why don't I run with this? And this becomes my focus and the business becomes um, a side focus. How do you, how do you, where should your mindset be on that? Where do you think your mindset should be on that? Do you owe it to your business to stay true to Well, it depends what role you're in in the business. Like, if you're the CEO, I guess you're always going to be focused on the business because, you know, it's it's your responsibility, it's your company. But if you're low down in the company, uh, and I'm not saying, like, execs should be, like, you know, influencers in this case, but, like, if you're, you know, senior, if you're on the board, I think if you are drawing enough traction to sort of think you could be going your separate way from the business. Yeah, fair enough. You could do that. But then you've got to have enough to follow up because it's it's very easy to sort of get carried away with the whole, you know, being an entrepreneur and like shouting out, you know, get up and grind and the yeah. sort of thing. But that's that's the other thing I guess is um is saying that with the get up and grind mentality. Um obviously it's a good mentality to have, but there's certain people that um maybe believe their influence is greater than it is and try and sort of promote that online. Yeah, I think there's two different worlds though because you can, you can go on, you know, LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever and go, you know, you could post a picture of, you know, a little cheesy comment from Pinterest saying, yeah. you can grind, nobody's going to do it for you. And you'll get a load of, you know, social media reactions because you can like, get a load of, you know, yeah. I don't want to say idiots, but people buy into that sort of crap. But, uh, <laughs> do we have to bleep that out? <laughs> bleep um, but, uh, yeah, I, but then when that translates to the real world, okay, you've separated from the main business because you've got, you know, a million followers and you sit at your desk and you're like, okay, it's kind of grind. Yeah. What, what's the point you get to though, where you can say that get up and grind mentality goes from, um, 
But I, you've got to have a focus, and your focus beforehand was the business. Yeah, but, but, but you have to get you. to a point where, okay, you've got 100,000 followers. Now that Get Up and Grind becomes relevant, or is it um, content-based that even if you have 30 followers, your content is relevant, you're then you know, an icon to your business? How, what level do you think you have to get to before you become that marketing icon, a business icon even? Um, I guess, I don't think there's a number. It's not like you, you reach like 5K followers and you're like, okay, I can set off now. Yeah. I think it's, you gotta be basing it off people approaching you for business. Cause that, that, that okay. way you can sustain your sort of break from the main company. I think that's a better way to look at it. Cause I think it, yeah, it's, it's easy to get caught up in numbers thinking, um, Oh, you know, I have so many followers, this followers yeah, but that, for a week. That's the thing I'm talking about with the ego. Yeah. You can see these numbers and like, oh, look all these people following me. But like, at the end of the day, anything. yeah, if it brings nothing into the business, there's, it's there's no point. It's your ego, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so another benefit I'd say would be, um, and I'll see Matt, I spoke to him yesterday briefly about this, and he said, it's really good to promote all these different channels. Like we do the, you know, the podcast, we do Instagram, uh, Facebook, everything. And it puts across personality and like sort of humanizes the company. So yeah. when you meet a client or somebody and they come in and go, oh yeah, we watched your podcast or we watched your videos and you've never met them before, but they've watched all, all these videos. If you, after you put across your best self on the internet, it's very curated. They already liked you before you've met you. And yeah. Like that really helps with sort of, uh, shortening that sort of, uh, customer journey. Yeah. Well, I think to me, the, the meeting room, metaphorically and physically is about that breaking boundaries. It's about having that person go from, um, you know, another company that we know exists to, oh, these are people that we consider now colleagues or clients or, or, or yeah, friends. But, um, you know, it's about breaking that boundary. And if you can break that boundary through, if you're recording podcasts, if you're, you know, you've got engaging social media and you're sending them um, content from that, it already breaks that boundary. I, you know, there's, people I feel like I could probably hold a conversation with because I've watched videos they produce or, yeah. you know. It gives you, not something in common, but it's it's like a talking point in those meetings. It's uh, additional information about us, about the business. So it makes the client feel more informed and that whole meeting a, a little more grounded, I think. Yeah. I, they're, I, if, they're, if they're meeting you, they've obviously you know, researched the business. But to find out more information about the actual person, like we did that, uh, was it 20 questions with Matt or something? Yeah. We've done that. If somebody watched that, although it's, you know, a little bit jokey, it gets across his personality. Yeah. And that, for me, if I watched that as a client coming into me, I'd feel a lot more comfortable. And, I, you know. Yeah. Well, I think for me, whenever I meet someone for the first time, the first 10 minutes of that conversation is sort of gauging what's this person like, you know, how, yeah. how do they act around others? And, um, if you spoke to that person online or if you've, you know, posted social content that they've interacted with or a video they've seen, yeah. you sort of think you almost have like that, that base where trust can be built where you think, Oh, you know, this person interacts with people like this or yeah. answer questions in this way. So when I speak to them, I have, it's almost like a, a head start almost. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you do spend a little bit of time, like you said, at the beginning of like meeting somebody almost judging them. Like yeah, everyone, everyone judges have, everyone. You can't. Yeah, it boils down to yes or no. Do you like oh, them? Yeah. So if you can put across your best self, then and it's you know obviously you're gonna like them, and uh, I guess you can do that through all the social media these days. So yeah. that would be my third point. Would be if you are an icon for your agency or your your business, 
it helps you stay in touch with you know digital media trends so you're going to be very in touch with your digital media toolkit which we'll talk about on a different course podcast so uh, make sure you check that out yeah uh, but if you are doing that you're going to keep up with trends you're going to also be a lot more in contact with your audience and hopefully your customers if you're in the right area of the social media sphere uh, yeah i think with social media is obviously an important thing here um it's probably one of the most important parts of icon marketing but um the question i'd raise is and this is before we get into sort of some of the disadvantages of it is it easier now than ever to become an icon marketing because of the platform or is it more difficult because the sheer amount of people that are trying to use that platform it becomes quite congested yeah they uh they're both sort of they're a bit sort of counterintuitive i guess because yeah. obviously there's so many platforms these days so accessible uh but then again the competition there's a greater volume of competition out there so what you've got to be doing is putting out quality content stand out but then i guess another threat from that sort of great range of uh, platforms you can go on is the risk of messing up yeah because these days people especially if you have a large following if you mess up people will find that and so yeah out and it's on the internet it's there yeah. forever and then if you are doing it correctly where your icon account whatever whatever you're using if you are purely you know funneling all that influence to your business then the negative stuff you do online will get reflected on your business as well yeah I, I think as well there is that sweet spot of experimentation um and sort of comfort where you don't want to be too experimental and put people off but you don't want to produce the same content as everyone else because then you either get called a copycat or no one engages with it um so but i think I, I think i'd rather see more organic stuff because these days you see you know stuff that's been screenshot a yeah. hundred times loads of different filters put on it and by the time you receive it from one of these you know stupid influence accounts yeah. uh it's you know deep fried yeah it's, it's horrible it's horrible it's, and you know it's deep fried and you just, just it has no value after that because it's just become a bit of a joke yeah I, I think what we try and do here is almost create um personality driven engaging content that's well put together professionally put together but is also engaging on a personal level um so getting into some of the negatives and downsides of icon marketing hit me with some go on um i'm going to say first of all time and resources yeah you can have to be putting time well either in or outside of business time so either your personal time or you know the company's going to be paying you while you're on job and yeah that's the thing if you're just reposting garbage then what's the point you're getting paid to produce garbage and it's just it's not going to help at all so you might as well be doing it the right way and making quality content uh another thing is it's dangerous like i said before again so into that ego realm yeah well be before we get into that i think to um round off that last point it is definitely a thing of you know how much effort you put into how much effort you get out social media is a long game you can't expect to you know more than anybody like well, how much time yeah. do you spend per week you know sorting out our social media? too much time, <laughs> too but, much it's, time. <laughs> but it's like you have to think it's a long game um you know you're not gonna wake up one day set up your social media account a month later you're on a thousand yeah. ten thousand followers you have th to think about how much time you it. spend yeah and then imagine the ceo doing that and compare the you know your cost per hour yeah it's ridiculous exactly so you have to you have to be dedicated that you will lose money but then you will hopefully gain that money back if you stick with it yeah. um but then again the ceo is probably not producing all that stuff yeah exactly it's probably but at, at the same time you know they spend they spend so much time online 
producing themselves almost producing that personality that mm. the, the next point we're bringing up is it must be quite easy to gain an ego about it if you have people following you on an account that's yeah, your name yeah and it, it must be it must be difficult in a way like i can almost feel sympathetic to people that are put in this position because you're posting you talking about something and saying you know, oh, this is the this week's marketing trend, and all the comments are, "You're brilliant. You're so intelligent." Like, yeah. it must be hard to then think, "I'm doing this for the, my business, not myself." Yeah, but then <laughs> uh, you're gonna laugh. It's, it's it's always LinkedIn, but like um, on LinkedIn these days, I feel like in the past maybe year or two, there's been a lot of social media type content on yeah. it, and to me, that's not what it's about. And most of the time, it's recruiters because I don't know why they just post a lot. Oh yeah, I, I personally find it very annoying. But um, they're posting like stuff you find on Facebook, like really low quality, like humor, just get your attention. Yeah, like you'll go to them for a job. But it's also I've I've seen it with you know CEOs and stuff. They're doing the same thing, and it's to drive this sort of content machine online. Yeah, but it's it's the same low quality content. It's just why why do it? Yeah, well, the greatest question anyone has ever asked is why. Um, when you look at content that people are putting online, sometimes I look at someone's LinkedIn that has you know no engagement. They're posting the same content for the last eight months, and you think, "Why are you doing this? You're wasting your time. You're wasting resources." It takes you know that one day to think, "I'm going to rethink my social strategy," um, to then get something out of that and get some engagement out of that. And with looking at these these icons in marketing. Um, I think they have to be really careful that they are optimizing themselves because mm. if you know, if, you know, CEOs spending so much time on LinkedIn posting content that isn't fitting for LinkedIn, as you were saying, it gets expensive very quick, um, and it can look bad. Like what the sort of third point we're going to make, and I'll break into it here, um, is you are leaving the responsibility of the business. Obviously, the CEO is responsible for the business, but once yeah. it's online everyone is able to look at that CEO and judge the business off that. It's also open to interpretation. Yeah. And you may spend ages on something and to you it might make sense, but then that's only you. Yeah. It could be completely interpreted differently to a different country or whatever. And then that's obviously getting reflected on your business. Yeah. Interpretation is a dangerous game because, you know, like we we were talking about it before and we'll probably talk about it um, very soon is, I've I've looked at some of the accounts that people are holding for, you know, as as their icon account for their business. And sometimes I look at it and think, you're in it for your own good. This like it doesn't reflect well on your business to me because I think you're yeah. In well, this. well, let's go into that because yeah, we've got go a few we've got a few it. examples here, and this is going to be a real hot take. This, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, one of them is at BDB Matt, and that's our CEO. That's Matt. So Matt's got his Instagram account and. He posts, you know, what he's up to, which which uh, black tie events he's going to, and like you know, business related stuff. And he, I asked him yesterday, why'd you do it? You know, how's it benefiting? He's like, it's always got to have purpose. And he said, it's never ego for him. It's always got to be feeding back to BDB because that's the point of it. If not, you know, he might as well just have an old like Instagram account. But he's made BDB Matt to serve the purpose of the business. But then you've got other people such as. CEO of, you know, social chain, Stephen Bartlett. I, when I originally started following him a couple of years ago, like 
he was quite business focused, but these days it feels quite a bit more like social media-y, like what I, we were yeah. talking about before. Like he, he posted something the other day about, you know, not focusing on these, the more outward facing aspects of your life, you know, like clothes and appearance and like focusing on the, the more inner stuff, which yeah, it's true, but it, it's coming across as like, you know, this sort of, this junk that you see, this, you know, I just, it doesn't feel valuable in terms of content. So I, I, I read it because I'm like, this is Stephen Bartley, you know, it's something to listen to, but it, I, it's starting to lose quality to me. And like, the more I see in person, like, is it going to be relevant? Like I'd rather hear about, you know, big business, like business news and marketing. And like, that would really be interesting. But yeah. he's talking about developing myself. Yeah, you start to want something tangible. Yeah, um, I'm not coming to him for that. I, yeah. I want to hear business stuff and he's talking about developing myself, which sure is important, but I don't want to hear that from him. I'll go somewhere else specifically for that. Yeah, I think when I look at sort of social media and like work hours, um, you, you start looking at things like that and thinking, like you, you're always asking why and you know looking for your social accounts now i think what he's done is really impressive building um that following is yeah, incredible impressive, but i i think now i see him more of a more as an influencer yeah well looking CEO. looking at his um account here it's it's you motivational like it's motivational quotes the idea behind it is to be a sort of motivational speaker and be this icon but when i look here um I, I, I don't see his business represented. I see him represented. Yeah. Whereas I think it should be that balance of I'm doing this for my business. I think he stepped outside that and said, um, as we were saying before, like the, the influencer can become obviously more influential than the business. So yeah. do you owe it to your business to stay true to them and stick with them? Or do you think, oh, this is my project now. You know, I'm an influencer and my business is just yeah. a side project. But, you know, he's, he's crowned as the uh, the king of the millennials and as millennials ourselves. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're more in tune with the, how genuine posts are these days. Yeah. And, like, it just doesn't click with me anymore. Yeah. So I don't know whether he's worthy of that crown anymore because it's just not clicking. I, I, I look at it, I'm like, I can't be bothered. And I think it'd be interesting to look at his... Um, his statistics and his insights and well that's the thing though it's the stats will be really good because it's yeah. social media type stuff so he's going to get the likes going to get the comments because it's not clickbaity but it's it's content that needs that sort of interaction or otherwise he wouldn't be doing it but what i'm saying is does that generate leads for him i mean I'm, I'm looking at this account here and um one of the posts is when your best friend becomes toxic and it's him talking about friendship to me i think like what? Yeah, <laughs> you've stepped Come on, like, <laughs> quite far outside of your sort of realm. Um, and I don't know, it's, I think it's hard when someone starts out as a, a business icon and then they step outside of it to not go, well, is this an egotistical move? Um, yeah, another person to look at is, is Gary V. Um, oh, yeah. His Instagram ad is just Gary V. Um, looking through his content, it's once again very motivational, very very social media. Like it is the epitome of social media. It's big bold text and you know stuff like that. Um, well, you you found something else before. Yeah. So everything that you could imagine us talking about here, everything we have spoken about, you can imagine being focused on business, how you know your services you provide, stuff to benefit you. 
and then Gary Vee comes out with well him and uh, K-Swiss the shoe company have partnered on a pair of shoes um, and to me I look at this that is ego though to me a hundred percent I think what is it describe the shoes to me because I've not seen them the uh, <laughs> so there's two there's um, a white high top and a black low top they are very eye-catching there's text all over them they're bright they're text. bold um, yeah it says optimism and positivity alright I thought it was going to be his name just printed all over it <laughs> no to be fair actually looking at it now um, I don't notice his name printed on it but to me that's so irrelevant to marketing and business are you even a you well, know, are you even an icon of business himself. Yeah, he's marketing himself but like it just seems like a bit of a sellout move well as well it's like are you an icon of your business at that point or are you just another influencer yeah um, I think these days like they're I mean to me anyway maybe to you you can tell me but like what what is the the title influence I mean to you now like to me it just seems like sellout and like I don't take what what they're saying on board yeah I think genuinely um, because it just feels like you're gonna have been paid to say that yeah an influencer to me is um yeah someone who is who made a living out of being a personality and I think um years ago they were referred to as socialites socialites yeah who are Sounds like a cult yeah well it was it was people that their job was they were good at socializing and making connections and yeah networkers yeah networkers you're a networker you're an influencer like you know become one and the same and i think it's so interesting to look at people like this and think what's the point you get to when shoe companies are wanting to make shoes with you and that's so far from where you came from and the lines become blurred between influencer and icon um and it makes you think are people out here just because they want their influence they it gets to the point where they think you know the business is doing well the business is business yeah but then i want to be yeah that's the ego taking over there is ego bad though that's to uh, maybe to sort of ego is the self and i guess part of that is you know drive yeah but i don't know it's it's like what we're saying before it's always going to come back to the business and if it's You know, if it's 50-50, then maybe you've got to think about, like, where you're going with it. But if it's, you know, 60% you and 4% the business, then you've probably got to, like, take a look at your account or what your motive is because you're clearly not focusing on the business side of it anymore. It's, it's ego. You're looking at the numbers. You're looking at yeah. sort of self-gratification. And looking at it, what we are saying before, I, I think to me, you do owe it to, not to your business, but to, to your team of people to stay true to that. I think once you've built that team of people, you have your company, the head of the company, and beneath you is, you know, tens, hundreds, thousands of people working for the better of that company. Once you're, you know, going off and stepping so far outside of that, your company are probably looking at you and going, this isn't what the company's doing. Like, this is your own interest. And I'm just um, trying to think of, like, I, I've got this image in my head of the shoe. I'm trying to think of Gary V trying to justify it. And he's like, oh, well, I did this to inspire people. I was like, how yeah. are you doing that? Oh, he's got the word inspire printed on it. I'm like... A shoe's not going to inspire me, Gary V. Yeah. This is for you. The shoe's for you. It's money in your it pocket. Is. Like, don't, don't try and, like, pull the wool out of my eyes. This is purely for you. Yeah. I you, you, yeah. Might, you might straight up say, yeah, this is, you know, this is for me. I'm trying to, you know, I'm on that grind. It's getting on, getting on the shoe grind. Yeah, but it's, that is not, it's not inspirational. It's not helping me do any business. Yeah, I think as well, when I look at it, I have a lot of respect for people like 
you know the people we talked about in this podcast because they've gone and done it. Like, yeah, you I mean, can't... I'm not. It may appear that we're like ripping on them, but is it? It's just our take, and like yeah. obviously they have worked hard to get where they are. And I, I think you know, fair play to them that they're now being able to use that influence to, um, to work on projects they'd like to work on. I just to me think that's the way I wouldn't go about it but it's one of those things where it's so impossible to know until the, the influence has settled in until you've become that icon like it's yeah. so difficult to separate the here and the now and the you know two million followers later yeah so I think the I'll just mention it quickly because we're yeah. going to wrap up soon but um, the fourth example is not anybody in specific but it's like these young entrepreneurs who are like yeah, going on they're and, getting on the grind as we refer to yeah it as, the yeah. grind and like we say grind obviously it's a real thing you know going out there and working hard yeah but the grinds to a entrepreneur is like this it feels like an inside joke yeah. to the grind but it's, it's you know you're just going to work i don't know why you've got to make into a thing well to me you know if you're working hard you're working hard you don't need to be sharing that every day on social media like you should be the one knowing that you're working hard and i don't see why you have to scream and shout about it yeah and you're to obviously be, spending a lot more time shouting about it than actually doing it yeah and i think trying to become an icon from the start um is a dangerous game like because you can end up getting lumped in with that massive group of people that are i'm an entrepreneur i'm this i'm that and it's like well you have to you have to show some evidence you have to show your yeah you know your id card of oh i set up this business so i did that and then people start respecting yeah, you but not even that like you can register a business online yeah. you can make a, a fake you can make a website easy easy these days like wordpress or wix you can build one in like an hour like a decent yeah. one in an hour you can register a business you can stick on linkedin you can appear as a fake person it's, it's delivering it's, it's you know the results yeah if you're going to offer something you have to be able to deliver on it and i think the danger of the icon is uh Focusing on the on the self and not the business. Um, yeah. Sort of a perfect point to end on, really. Yeah, um, I was going to go ding dong. It's time for a takeaway. Yeah. Takeaways at the door. What are you going to take away from this? I think, man, I always feel like I try and advise people on things I know nothing about, but um, I'm going to do it again once more. Um, to, to me, I think it's so important to look in the mirror. It's so important to ask why yeah experiment get out there if you're running a business if you're thinking of opening a business there is nothing wrong with trying to drive that business with your image it's a positive thing but you also have to respect your team and that at the end of the day that everyone in that business is important it shouldn't be about yourself it should be about the team don't be afraid to look in the mirror and say i'm doing this wrong i'm doing this right you know, don't be afraid to praise yourself and say this has worked you know the, the icon idea was a good idea but also don't be afraid to say I, I need to focus more on my business i need to you know don't don't be afraid to to be reflective um and i think sometimes the the end of the icon can be someone doesn't reflect on their actions um you just end up spying out garbage yeah or you just leave a, a negative impact on people thinking about your business give yeah. me your takeaway what are you going uh, for my takeaway simply is keep it business focused yeah Otherwise, what's the point? It's purely for ego. Yeah. If you want it to be for ego, be for ego, but be honest with yourself. Yeah. Like, why are you doing it? Like, deep down, really, why are you doing it? Do you want yeah. to pay like the next, you know, Gary V? Or do you actually want to benefit your business to help it grow? Yeah. And one final thing is, you know, obviously, we've, I feel like we spoke a lot about the negatives here, a bit about the positives also, but it is so powerful as a tool. You know, icon marketing is massive. The reach of these people and being able to, 
gather work just from posting a motivational quote or anything and bring money into their business is massive. It's impressive and it's only going to get crazier and I look forward to seeing where it goes in the next few years. Yeah. Um, I think that's a decent way to end it. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Uh, thanks for listening and you can find us on all the usual social media platforms and a bunch of uh, podcast broadcasting platforms. So yeah, see you uh, next time. As well, quickly before Ooh. we end. There's some very exciting content going out on the uh, Instagram, 99 pgenz Oh, yeah, of course. Um, check that out. Check it out. It's, it's growing, and we'd like to have you along for the journey. So Sweet. Bye.